Hello, and welcome to Cubs PS Plus, a Northside Numbers game, a weekly podcast that dives headfirst into the analysis of hot topics driving Chicago Cubs baseball. I'm your host, Mike Waller, a lifelong Cub fan, full-time baseball stat nerd, and sometime youth baseball coach. Thank you for being here today. I know you have a lot of choices. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and now YouTube, all at Cubs PS Plus, a spin on the baseball metric OPS Plus. If you can, please take 10 seconds and drop a rating or a review on Spotify, Apple, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever it is you get your podcasts. If you've done that, thank you so much. Maybe you could share an episode with a friend. Just a few seconds on your end can help me get better and help other Cub fans find the show. I'd love to know what you want to know about Cubs baseball. Welcome into episode 28. Spring is here, and the Cubs are playing real, actual baseball. I took two of my boys to Mesa last weekend for the spring opener, and it was perfect. It was a beautiful day. We spent the morning wandering the backfields, watching pitchers throw and do PFPs before letting the kids get some autographs and heading to Sloan Park for the game. If you get a chance to go down there, I highly recommend hanging out on the backfields. With baseball back, it's almost time for the World Baseball Classic, where several Cubs, but not Seiya Suzuki, unfortunately, will be playing. This week, I was excited to be joined by infield fly girl from the Sun Ranto Show, to talk about international baseball and the World Baseball Classic. We had a lot of fun, and I hope you enjoy the conversation. A couple quick announcements before we jump into the interview. I'm launching a YouTube channel for this podcast, and this will be the first episode I post. And starting April 1st, I will launch a Patreon subscription program. Patreon members will get some added perks like discounts on podcast merch, a Discord discussion group, bonus episodes, and the ability to submit questions to future interview guests. More to come on this, and potentially more benefits, But for now, enjoy some international baseball discussion. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. This week, I'm thrilled to be joined by Infield Fly Girl. We're going to talk about some international baseball. Welcome to the show. Hi. Thank you so much for having me here. I'm uh, really looking forward to it. Great. Well, let's get started. So I know a lot of us kind of got some exposure to international baseball back in 2020 when everything was shut down for COVID. I know I, I tried to watch the KBO and I watched a little bit of it, but I'm on the East Coast and the time zone thing just did not work for me. Um, I've been interested, obviously, we, I think a lot of us were finding web clips of Kodai Senga last year. Um, I didn't know a ton about Seiya Suzuki before he came other than watching some Twitter clips. But how did, I know you're a big follower of international baseball. How did you get into it? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. Um, I, I love international sports anyway. When I was a little kid, I used to watch the Olympics uh, and, and all the Olympics qualifiers and all that stuff. Uh, I was into figure skating long before I was into baseball. And so that sort of carried over into the baseball obsession. I, I love the international tournaments. Um, the, the global game is really, really important to me. Um, then in 2014, Kosuke Fukudome went back to Japan. Uh, it is very, very hard to mm-hmm. watch those games, but I did sort of follow box scores and things like that. Got to keep up on the news and, you know, know what he's doing and whatnot. Uh, 2019, a mm-hmm. uh, gentleman on Twitter let us all in on the secret of how to access the Dominican Winter League. And that was Ooh. like... I was unleashed at that point. Uh, I started watching Dominican Winter League, uh, following it's still box score following um, sort of the Mexican Winter League and the Puerto Rican uh, Clemente League, which is a. Uh, let me, let me jump yeah. in. Is, 
Is the Dominican League, that's the one we know of as Lidom, That's right. right. Yeah, it's, it's the Liga Dominicana. So, yeah, L-I-D-O-M. Uh, they used to be on this tiny little streaming service, uh, and now MLB TV has picked them up. So for the last two seasons, we've been able to watch uh, Lidom games in real time uh, with your MLB what? TV subscription which is really, really cool. They do not publicize that nearly they enough. They do not publicize it nearly enough. I try to let people know as much as I can, um, but I do say a lot of things and whatever. Uh, but yes, <laughs> now you know going forward, uh, lead on Dominican Winter League comes included with your MLB TV subscription. Awesome. The only downside there is is that the games are only live, so you can't watch them later on. you got to kind of catch them when, they are, when they're okay. on. Uh, and then for the time frame on that, they're in the Dominican, so it's one hour ahead of Eastern time. Does that okay. make sense? It's just one more hour That's over. That's good to know. Um, yeah, and then 2020 hit. I fell really, really hard for the CPBL. They started English broadcasts. Uh, they were the first sport to come back. I wrote really extensively on that uh, a couple of times. I'm more than happy to share those if you want to hear the really long story. Um, but... The, the English broadcasts were just fun, and it was delightful in this great league. They've got cheerleaders. They're having a great time, you know. Maybe the defense is a little dodgy. Maybe the hitters aren't as good as MLB, but it was such a, sure. a vibrant baseball atmosphere. I just fell in love with the sport all over again. Yeah, that's one thing. The bits I have caught, like looking at highlights from the Venezuelan league, This, this oh, they play in the winter, right? Yeah, they do. The Venezuelan winter league is so much uh, fun. But that's... That's like crazy competitive, and the the crowds are so insane, and and it's just a, a dream to watch. I mean, I just I love seeing that enthusiasm, mm -hmm. and it's so easy here. I mean, you've heard it this week. Everybody's pissed off about the pitch clock, and um, I don't know. We get hung up on such little things, like just love the game. Absolutely, we're we're pretty spoiled here in America. Um, baseball is relatively easy to access here, uh, despite you know TV blackouts and ticket prices and things like that like if you really want to find baseball you can find it and and it's easy enough you know it's there's baseball near ish enough to where you live um of some kind or another but the way that you see the the dominican audiences and the venezuelan audiences the taiwanese audiences the, J the japanese audiences, the korean audiences the way they respond to their teams like it's amazing they the audience or the crowd is so much a part of the experience of the game. It's almost never silent. Um, and, and I just, I just love what they bring to it. It, it really makes for an incredible experience. Yeah. And some of the things I've watched, um, it gives off more of like a college football vibe in terms of the crowd. Um, I like it just seems like every event is, I, I don't know if you follow college football much, but it just seems like it's a, big huge deal yeah everything is and and i love seeing you know with the the international tournaments that come around you know there's this one that uh there's the world baseball classic of course we just saw the uh, baseball in the olympics uh this past one mm -hmm. this that was awesome the olympics in 2008 uh the premier 12 in 2019 i've got a towel from that right up here signed by a few of my oh, nice. uh, favorite monkeys and you know the the way that you see the crowds from different countries, you know, just supporting their team and coming out for it. You know, like these guys are playing for 
their country. It's pure patriotism. It's not, it's not jingoism. It's not politics. It's not, you know, I mean, and there's probably some of that in there too, but they're just, they're proud of seeing their boys. there, the product of their country going out there, representing their country and doing their best. And I love seeing that coming from, you know, here where we take it so much for granted that like, you know, whatever, put some American guys in there and they're probably going to win everything anyway. And I don't know. And that's hard to get excited about, you know? Yeah. I mean, it, you look around the major league baseball and you look at the guys who are the most fun and you've got, obviously we were spoiled for so long with Javi Baez. I mean, pointing at the catcher while he's tagging a guy out and just all the electricity. And then even a guy like Shohei Otani. Absolutely. He doesn't say a lot, but he's always having fun. He has that personality. I I just love watching anything Shohei on Twitter. Yeah. I, uh, I was always joking around. He's always having a blast. He's a delight. He just like the air sparkles around him. You know, he's just got that charisma and you know, there are a lot of players like that. You know, you see Juan Soto's a lot like that. And Tim Anderson's Mm -hmm. got that vibe, you know, we're just, you know, there are just certain players where, where the air sparkles around them and, and you just wish that MLB would do a little bit better job of capturing that in a bottle and sending it out so that other people know, because I love to talk to people and I, I talk to random people all the time. Hey, do you like baseball? No, I don't really follow baseball, man. Have you heard about this guy? He's so good. Blah, blah, blah. Never heard of Shohei Otani. I'm like, how are there people who have never heard of Shohei Otani? How do you not know he exists? What have we done as baseball fans? What has baseball done as an organization that nobody knows that a player better than Babe Ruth exists right now and is playing right now? Yes. What are we doing here? It's crazy. (laughs) I think sometimes it's, it's baseball's too regional. I mean, it's this big national thing and we, we, we follow our teams and all, but. Like everybody knows who the star quarterbacks are in the NFL. Um, I grew up at a time when everybody knew who Nolan Ryan and those guys were. But yeah, it's crazy that Shohei Otani is not. Yeah, absolutely. Like maybe the most recognizable sports figure. Yeah, I I was just saying to somebody else uh, the other day, like I don't watch basketball. I tried once in high school to like basketball to impress a boy. It didn't work. It didn't last long. I gave up. I don't watch basketball. I don't enjoy it. But I know who LeBron James is. Yes. And you can't not. Like you, it's almost impossible. You'd have to try hard not to. Yeah. Know How are we not? So on the international. Oh, I'll just continue the rant forever. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say on the international side. So when you follow the international sports, obviously a lot of the best players come here. I, I think it's probably safe to say major league baseball is the best baseball league in the world and probably not so, eh, i guess japanese japan and the npb is usually rated as somewhere above triple a but below mlb uh, from what yeah, i've seen I, I don't care very much for assigning those like minor league letter designations to international leagues because they are different you know Fair. they're different styles of play uh they they have different traditions they have different you know, fan experiences. There are different rules in the games, uh, depending on where you are. And I, I think it's also important to recognize that n- not every league has all of the technological advances that uh, 
we take for granted in the minor league and major league baseball systems. So for a lot of these guys, like we don't even know how potentially good they could be if they had the correct training. Um, So I'm, what interests me more than like pinning down who's better than who is to see how each of these leagues is developing on their own. Um, Obviously baseball has been going on the longest here in America and we have the most science attached to it. And then, uh, NPB is following right behind. Uh, Dominican baseball has a huge influence from MLB because of all the farm teams that live there. Um, mm-hmm. Like I think the Cubs right now have I think three Dominican farm teams. Sounds right. Something like that, and a bunch of the other uh, teams do as well. Uh, so a lot of our training resources and a lot of our technology and stuff like that has been infused into. Uh, some of those Dominican sports, not quite as much as they probably could or should be, but at least it's like mm-hmm. there and the coaches there are aware of these things. And, um, in, and that's starting to happen in, in Japan and Korea as well. And to a much, much, much lesser extent in Taiwan, I think they just got their first eye pitch, uh, in the country for this world baseball classic. And it's just been a, it's oh, wow. been a okay. delight to watch these guys like, they get to practice on Shohei Otani's slider because they have the piece of technology that does that now. Where, like, I think the Cubs have two of them that they just roll out for batting practice and yeah. it's no big deal. Um, right. So, yeah. So, for me, yeah. So, if you really want to, you want to rank them in, you know, which league is better than which league. Yeah, it's probably, like, MLB, NPB, Lidom, Mexican League, Venezuela, you know, um, Korea's in the mix there somewhere. Uh, and Taiwan's a little bit lower than that. And then, you know, you go much lower than that. Um, and you've got, you know, Nicaragua, Nicaragua Panama, and Cuba. It's, well, Cuba's probably yeah. up there, too. We don't really know. Um, right. But if you look at the international... Uh, sorry... If you look at the international landscape, which is uh, generally run by the World Baseball Softball Confederation, the WBSC, Mm -hmm. they have a global ranking of uh, participation in their events. Um, So right now, um, Japan is ranked number one and Taiwan is ranked number two. And a lot of that is just because you participate in a thing and you get points for that. And then if you medal, you get points for that. And if you get an MVP guy, you get points for that for your country. Uh, and so it's like a running leaderboard for all of the different events at all of the different age levels. Okay. I sort of got a sidetrack to the ratings, yeah. but I guess one th- one question I have is when, um, I know there's been a ton of hoopla. I mean, every time Japan sends a star over, there's a ton of press here covering that person all the time. Is that something that, like, do the Japanese players, I assume they grew up dreaming of playing in the, in the NPB. Um, is uh, some come over to the United States? Is that, something big in that absolutely in japan Um, it's you know it's not at all a secret that mlb is sort of you know where the cream rises to um the Mm -hmm. the best players generally want the opportunity to come here to america uh because then they get the highest level of competition and these guys are athletes they want to compete uh i'm so looking forward to the time, you know, which I think is going to come. I think it's going to be pretty soon. Uh, where guys stay home more. 
you know, where we're playing for okay. the highest level at home is just as good um, because those leagues have the same amount of respect in an international sphere as MLB does. Uh, I I hope I'm like I keep saying I hope with my fingers crossed that uh, that the Marines just throw a bank at rookie Sasaki to keep him at home. Um, but yeah, a lot of the guys they do they hope that someday that they'll come over here to America. So a lot of the best players in Taiwan, for example, uh, never play for the CPBL. They come here and they try their hand at the minor leagues and then maybe they file for the CPBL draft after they go back home. But they come here first to try to make things happen. Okay. Um, we have a, a guy on, well, he was going to be in the World Baseball Classic, um, but he got injured, I think, an oblique thing, and now he's out, uh, just like just like Saya. Um, but he was a, a Cubs yeah, minor leaguer. Uh, he actually played three games at the major league level. He's the only player in the CPBL that has a major league RBI recorded. Uh, Sunger and He, uh, we knew him as Jen Ho Sang. Uh, we just mispronounced his oh, name yeah. for like four or five that. years. Okay. Um, but yeah, Catfish was here. He was in the States. He was doing his best he was really good and then he got injured and went back home uh filed for the cpbl draft and now he's a monkey it's pretty cool that's great so um tell me about some of your favorite like you talked about some of the different rules like what, what are some of the coolest local traditions like how, how they're developing their own baseball that's maybe different than what we see here? um well in the cpbl after the fifth inning there's a five minute break I love that. Uh, for one, it's is that the, is that like the seventh inning stretch kind of? Or? Well, they do the seventh inning stretch too. But after the fifth inning, okay. they're just five minutes. The cheerleaders come out. They do a nice big dance. You can go run to the beer booth, go out for a smoke break, whatever. But there's a five minute intermission <laughs> after the fifth inning. I love that Excellent. personally. Um, yeah. Uh, in the CPBL. They have, and in NPB and in Korea, they have cheerleaders. I really, really enjoy that. I especially love that each player has a cheer song that's just for them. Oh, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, so uh, this guy right here, his name is Goyeonwen, and his mm -hmm. cheer, uh, it's just like, ho, hey, ho, hey, ho, hey, ho, hey, chao ji shi huan, Goyeonwen, and it's like, we really like you, Goyeonwen, and so like, when he's up to bat, the cheerleaders are up there and they're clapping their hands and the entire crowd is clapping along, singing his cheer. And they're like, we love you, Koyan Wen, hit the ball. And it's really cool. You know, they really get into it. It's a huge vibe. Everybody brings their, their towels and wave them around. Yeah. Those are towels. This is the best. I love this. They hand them out or you can buy them, you know. I've got three. So this one is uh, Lin Hong Yu. He's a catcher for the Rackets and Monkeys, right? This is so much better than like making a cardboard sign. You can hold it up. Yes. You can wrap it, you know, you can stick it in your bag. It's not gonna get messed up. It's there, you can wave it around like a rally towel and let everybody know who your guy Doesn't is. Doesn't bobble though. That's awesome. I love them. Um, and for those of you who can't see it on the podcast, I am gonna put at least snippets of this up on YouTube, if not the whole cool. thing. So. Um, I'll link that out. Let's see. You might be my first uh, YouTube podcast. Ooh, I can get the I'm honored. video working right. Let's see. Um, 
Oh, no. Oh, if you are a real, true purist and you absolutely hate the fact that uh, we have a designated hitter in the National League now, Japan Mm -hmm. Central League might be for you. It's the only existing professional league that still makes their pitchers hit. Wow. That's, I didn't realize that still existed yeah, anyway. Just the Central League. They refuse to get with the times. Just steadfastly. They have a, they don't have a streaming service. You can't watch the games. You They make the pitchers hit. I'm pretty sure they like just started allowing catchers to wear masks. I have no idea what's going on over there. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> So what, what league do you follow the most? Or do you really try to sample everything? Uh, I flutter around here and there a little bit like a baseball butterfly. Um, of course, the Cubs are my team. I watch a lot of Mariners games. I go to a collegiate wood bat league here in town uh, quite a bit, the Dub C Fish Sticks. And nice. uh, pretty much any morning between about 3 and 6 a.m., you can see me watching the CPBL. Excellent. I love. I lo- Do you have a favorite team? Uh, the Rackets and Monkeys in the CPBL is my favorite uh, CPBL team. Uh, in the NPB, I follow mostly the Chinichi Dragons because they're the last team that Kosuke was with. He's still going to be doing radio commentary. He just retired this year, uh, this past or at the end of this past season. I knew. He, I was thinking he retired a couple years ago, but I knew he played for a long time after he went back from. Chicago. Yep, yep. He went back in uh, 2014, played with the Hunchen Tigers for a while, uh, and then he got released from the Tigers and the Chinichi Dragons signed him two years uh, and at the end of last season he retired I put a, a the Cubs related part of his retirement ceremony is pinned to my Twitter if you go to at infield fly girl no oh, I cool. and girl uh, you can see it on there it's really nice uh, Ricketts even invited him to come back to Wrigley which uh, at Cubs is under strict orders to let me know exactly when that's going to happen in time for me to buy tickets Excellent. He should come back. He was fine. I loved it. I loved it. I can't wait to get back. Um, I just had a question. I lost it. Um, oh, and in lead on my fellow the Aguilas Cibaeñas. A lot of Cubs tend to end up on that team. Yes. Oh, I know what I was going to ask. So um, you mentioned catching the Lidom on MLB channel. Yes. How would somebody follow some of these other leagues? Uh, so... Leadom again uh, is on MLB TV, the you know the MLB app. Um, Clemente League has its own streaming service. Um, Japan's Pacific League, so not the Central League that makes the pitchers hit, but the other mm-hmm. the other half of the teams uh, have a streaming service called uh, Pacific League TV or PLTV uh, that you can subscribe to. That's not terribly expensive. Uh, KBO Games. Let me interject for yeah. Sorry, let me interject for one second. Uh, is the Japanese Pacific and Japanese Central, are those divisions of NPB, or are they separate from NPB? They are NPB. So it's like American League, National League. Okay. You've got the Pacific League and the Central League. Um, okay. I don't know the logic for those names, to be honest. Some uh, Somebody <laughs> smarter than me would have to answer that. Um, we had the Braves in the West for like 50 years. There you go. Um... Korea is super easy to watch. Those games are free to watch live on naver.com. That's N-A-V-E-R.com. So you can watch them live for free, or if you have a subscription, you can uh, watch them on demand. I watch the CPBL on uh, their app. 
it's I think it's like eight dollars a month um, I got it for seventy dollars for the full year uh, on their early bird special which I think is still going on until the end of spring training okay. and that's uh, you can go to cpbltv.com and uh, and that can take you there but it's uh, the service is called hammy video it's and if anybody wants to sign up for that just dm me and i can help you bill from uh, bleed cubby blue puts out a fantastic how to find international baseball blog post every year uh, i'll go ahead and find that link and send that over to you too if you want to put that in the show notes or something uh, and that's oh, that's pretty much that's he's already done all the work for you so it's like you want to watch venezuelan baseball here's where you can go to find it you want to watch panamanian baseball here's where you go to find it He's already got it all done. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think, I think there are a lot of baseball fans out there, especially like when you start getting into the fall and winter leagues, like you're, you're feel you're jonesing for some baseball after the world series is over. And there's, especially if you're not into basketball or football, there's you know, absolutely seek it out wherever you can. I had this thought at one point to start a Twitter account called is baseball on. And I did start it. And I was like, you know, somebody smarter than me could like write a script or something that would just know when baseball is on somewhere and post a link. Um, I was trying to do it manually for a while and drove myself crazy, so I stopped. But <laughs> if you are ever awake at any point and you're going, hmm, I wonder if there is baseball on, hit my inbox. I will find you some baseball. It might be Taiwanese middle school baseball competition, but... <laughs> I will find you some live baseball on. There's almost always baseball on any minute of any day somewhere. And, and this is like the perfect time of year. You've got spring training starting, college baseball's getting so going. Much. I went to my 12-year-old's baseball practice today. Oh, beautiful. Oh. I love it. I, uh, I found out that if I buy the Dubsy Fish Sticks uh, season ticket this year, that that comes with admission to the MLB Junior Home Run Derby uh, like qualifiers and uh, the regional competition too, so I could go watch oh, some seriously? baby dingers. So much fun. <laughs> I remember that kid in the, in the Little League World Series a few years ago saying, "I hit That's dingers." That's it. I'm Big Al and I hit dingers. It's just, it's just, it's just great. Yep. Um, so I guess let's transition this into the WBC. Okay. So obviously we got the bad news that Say is not going to play, which um, I guess as a Cubs fan, maybe I'm happy he's not going to play and risk injury, but only because now he's hurt. Yeah, so too late now. Uh, <laughs> he got, he just got so regular who, who injured in regular training. In... <laughs> yes, exactly. Him and him and Gavin Lux and like everybody else. Uh, we got wisdom yeah. out and steel out. Uh, well, you know, it's, it's spring. People are going to get hurt. People are ramping up, you know, athletes moving their bodies are going to get hurt sometimes. And I heard somebody say once, yep. if you don't want to get injured, don't play sports. Like, Pretty what are much. you going to do? Um, like, you hope that them going to play in these international tournaments where they're so happy to, you know, play for their country and represent the place that they came from, that they're not going to get hurt. Uh, you absolutely hope the best for everybody. But I think that international tournaments are a really important piece of positive, soft democracy in the world. And I think we need more of that. So I am always going to fall on the side of let's support the WBC. I love it. It's one of my favorite events in baseball. Look at all of my cool WBC stuff up here that I love so mm -hmm. much. Um, and yeah, man, 
I'm really sad that Saya won't be in there. Saya was amazing to watch in the premiere 12. Uh, he hit just video game numbers and had an absolute blast. And that was the moment where I was like, oh my gosh, if he's getting posted, we need to sign that guy. <laughs> because I watched him do bananas things in an international tournament. Um, and that's really cool too, you know, because the people who are playing in, in the Premier 12 and in the WBC, those are like the best that these countries have to offer. So it's an awesome opportunity mm -hmm. to take a look at what's out there and be like, do I want this guy for my team? Is that somebody who's worth keeping an eye on here? We're all going to get to watch Roki Sasaki, hopefully, pitch to Mike Trout. Holy cow. Like, yeah. I mean, Team USA has to get there, but <laughs> it might sure. happen. They might, yeah. you know, it's, it's, well, it, it's also, yeah, it's so cool. I mean, I love the, you look at the rosters and I mean, Japan having you Darvish and Shohei Otani at the top of their rotation. I mean, that's just, I mean, talk about a guy who should still also be a cup. But, I will never forgive them. Um, nope. That's the, of all the trades, I love Owen Casey. That's fine. But yeah, that's the one that pisses me off the most, I think, because that really started the whole thing and it was all for money. Mm -hmm. Just no good reason whatsoever. I I will take this bitterness to my grave. Um, speaking of rants. Speaking that, that, of rants. But yeah. So who, I guess who are you looking forward to, to watching in the WBC? Everybody. But especially, um, I want to see Team Great Britain make a good showing. I honestly don't think they're going to get out of the group. They are an expansion team this year. Uh, but... There's a lot of excitement in the Great Britain baseball community right now, and I would love to see that rewarded mm -hmm. with a good performance by their team. They might not make it out of the group. That's not the only way to put on a good performance. So I'd like to see them get some nice highlight reel action going on uh, and keep you know, building up that momentum. I think it's great that MLB is putting all of this effort into taking you know MLB games to London, I think I personally think it's a really cool series. I wish they had better than mm -hmm. the Cubs to offer them. Um, like send the Astros over there; they're fun. Whatever, send yeah. the Padres over there. Why aren't the Padres <laughs> playing in London? I don't know. It, nobody asked me. But yeah, man, I, I think there's a lot of excitement going on there. So, so yeah, I'm looking forward to that team doing really well. I think Taiwan is going to do better than uh, people think they will. And I'm looking forward to seeing that. Uh, I think that group is going to be pretty difficult, though. I think Cuba's really good. I think uh, mm -hmm. the Kingdom of the Netherlands is looking really good, and Team Italy could put on a really good showing too. They've got a lot of they got a lot of MLB bats uh, in that lineup. Master Boney, maybe he'll, yeah. uh, he'll shine. Miles Master Boney. Uh, <laughs> Robo Garcia is playing for uh, Team Italy too, which is pretty cool. He played for uh, Italy. He played in Italy before uh, he came to the Cubs, and then he was in Lidom yep. for a while and played in Korea. And now he's playing for Italy again in the WBC. So that's pretty cool. Where was it in the minors with the Cubs that Garcia hit that huge homer bar barrage? Oh. It was one year he went nuts before, or was that before the Cubs picked him up? Uh, no, no, no. He went bananas uh, in the minors for a bit there. Uh, and then he, like, was up with the big boy team, and he hit a home run out of McCovey Cove, or into McCovey Cove, too, yeah. at the at the Giants game. That was a lot of fun to watch. I was there. <laughs> that was a big, big, oh, that's awesome. big dinger. I got uh, one from him and one from Kyle Schwarber that day. Anyway. 
I, lo- I love that park. That's one it's of my favorite. It's beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Not a bad view in the house. I literally possibly had the worst seats you could possibly get in that park, and it was still amazing. I used to have to go to San Francisco sometimes for work, and so I, I would I've been to probably two or three games. Oh, up. nice! Fantastic. I want to get to the uh, I want to get to the Coliseum before they blow it up. Hey, there's plenty of space, exactly, right? Exactly, man. Because place to stretch your legs, <laughs> play some drums. Sit behind the dugout for four bucks, something like that. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Um, well, so one thing I'm looking forward to is um, there are a lot of Cubs in here and a lot some Cubs prospects. Absolutely. And I think there are going to be a lot of games where you can go tune in and find you know at least one Cub play. Yeah. We've got, I know what, Casey's playing for Canada. Matt Mervis is playing for Israel. We just mentioned Master Boney. Yep. Um, uh, Dennis Correa, I think, is on Columbia. Yep. Um, we've got... Um, yeah, Saya and you, if you want to count you, uh, there's, well, not say anymore, I guess. Um, who else do we have? We've got, do we have anybody in, uh, so I just pulled up the list. I think we do. Um, hmm. I thought we did. I don't see one on the list. No, nah, I must not have made it to the 30. I knew there were a bunch that were in discussions. Yeah. You know, a month, six weeks ago. Yeah. And then just not on the final roster, and- probably. And there were several, like I think, didn't uh, um, Trey Mancini pull out of Team Italy once he signed with the Cubs because he just wanted to go down yeah, he wanted to, to Mesa hook and up with get the acclimated. Team. Uh, a lot of people yeah. came up with that one. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be really exciting, though. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's It's my favorite event in baseball. You get to see everybody trying their best. And we are going to literally have some of the best players that have ever lived playing in this tournament. It's Oh yeah, it's amazing. I mean, we might see Shohei Otani face Mike Trout or and you Darvish face Mike Trout. I mean, it's incredible. Gosh. And so many guys who I think are probably going to be pushing for the major leagues prospect status in the next 3 4 years. Yeah, I think you're going to see a lot of that with uh with like Team USA, Team Israel. Um it's like Team USA, Team Israel, and Team Italy are like Team USA 1, 2, and 3, pretty much. They're just like yeah. MLB guys. Do you get the sense that the other countries, um, I don't know about Japan, but like in the US, it's always been weird with the Olympics, say for example. And you know, like even going back to the dream team in NBA basketball, there were a couple of years where everybody wanted to be in and everybody was playing. And then, then it becomes like, well, who just made a run to the championship and maybe wants to take a couple months off and not play. Um, I get that there's some sense of excitement, and obviously a lot of the big guys, Mookie Betts is playing, Mike Trout's playing, a lot of guys are playing. Marcus Stroman pitched last time, and now he's pitching for... Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico? Mm-hmm. His mother's Puerto Rican. Yep. Okay. Um, is, are the other countries super excited about this? Uh, so, maybe more so than... Like, I mean... I've heard some buzz about this, but not a ton of buzz Yeah. Here. Yeah, Taiwan is uh, hosting the Group A, so that's going to be happening in in Taichung, and the entire country is going bananas about it. Like we've had like ten warm up games. We're going to have ten more warm up games. They had a, a warm up game between uh, the CTBC brothers and Team Taiwan for the World Baseball Classic, sold out. It's exercise. Oh wow! I mean. It's literally exercise. This game does not matter for anything, but just the opportunity to watch basically the Yankees play the all-stars from every other team put together. 
they were like, Ev- we are all buying tickets. Like I watched the uh, I watched the morning game that day, which was I think the Fubon Guardians versus Team Cuba, and there was nobody in the crowd. My friend I was watching with, he's like, there's nobody here. I'm like, oh yeah, no, Team Taiwan is playing in the South. That's where everybody is. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they that seems much more of a soccer. Vibe. Yeah, man. I, and that's what like what that's what I'm hoping the World Baseball Classic eventually becomes is just the World Cup of baseball. Uh, we have to get past the idea that it is a lesser tournament than MLB to do that. Like it's accepted mm-hmm. that club soccer players are sometimes going to not be there because they're playing international. And the team is expected to have the depth to cover that. Like, you just sometimes give up your guys to a national team, and he's going to go play against your other teammate who's also on another national team, and you just got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think if baseball can get to that point, then, yeah, maybe someday we see, you know, in alternate years, you've got one year you've got baseball in the Olympics, and then the next year you've got a Premier 12, and then you've got a World Baseball Classic, and then you've got another thing going on, and, like, you have this cool cycle of international games where you can see the best players everywhere represent their home country on a national state on an international stage yeah i think it's also a reminder when i look at these rosters that i know we, we think of usa baseball is the best and in some ways it is but there are a lot of really good baseball players here that were not born here or not from here yep um whether they're you know we've had mega stars come over from japan we have a whole pipeline of talent from Venezuela and the Caribbean or the um, Dominican, a lot of Puerto Rican players, which are American, but um, Cuban defectors, things like that. I mean, they're just, there's so much talent out there. I think the last, I would love for there to be. Oh no, I just, I was just going to say, I think the last numbers I saw were that something like 38 to 40% of uh, affiliated baseball players do not speak English as a first language. That's almost half. I mean, that's a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it put it means coaches have to be able to relate to people from all around the world. Um, I think we have seen so, so a lot of elements of fun in the game increase over the last couple decades. I mean, I grew up at a time where, my gosh, if you didn't just tuck your head down and sprint around the bases after a home run, you were going to get something in the ear hole next time up. And now we've got bat flips and all. You know, it's it's fun. So fun. Enjoy it. I like um, yeah. I like that um, baseball is allowed to be fun and i think uh the more american audiences are exposed to the way that these other countries are bringing fun and excitement to their sport like we're trying to do it here artificially you know they're like nobody's excited about baseball let's change all the rules to make them weird and (laughs) then kids might like the game and i'm like have you tried bringing out a breakdancing mascot that's dressed like a fish head and surrounding him World by Series cheerleaders. Before 9 o'clock Eastern. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, just to have I mean, fun. Ha- have we, you considered the... techno music? <laughs> yeah. Uh, have you it's considered too, I... putting all of the home fans in the infield and all of the away fans in the outfield so Ooh. they have to cheer against each other to try to distract the other team while the game is going on? That's a cool idea. Really, though, we have to put all the home fans in the bleachers. Yes, absolutely. It wouldn't. Yeah. We'd have to do like right. All the all the away fans can go to right <laughs> field. 
Everybody hates right field. Exactly. Right field sucks. Put all the away fans in right field. (laughs) No, this is great. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think the more we can bring into play, I know we've played games in Mexico City and we'll start start playing games in in London. And the more we can move that around, I think in the past, haven't there been games in Paris and the Netherlands maybe? Maybe just exhibitions. Maybe just exhibitions. I don't think I don't think I there's ever been like an in-season game. I may have to fact game. check myself on that one. Um, I don't even yeah, think... Yeah, not in-season, I don't like, think. Was that game in Japan in-season? The Ichiro's last game? Yes. I think the Cup... I think that one was... The, the Cubs opened. There were a few straight years where the, they would play the opening game yeah. in Japan. Um, but the more we can do that, if they're trying to spread the game, like at some point, you can't just have Major League Baseball and a team in London. Sure. Like the travel on that is a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. But if they can grow, but if they can grow the game and partner up with Japan, you know, have four or five teams over there, maybe that's a division, and you play out division, or you get into the Caribbean or Mexico. I think. Um, um, I think as interest builds in the UK, I think they have plenty of space and population there to service their own league without having to like partner with a different country um for example taiwan is about the same size same climate same population as florida they've got five teams now going on six um i think six is probably about the magic number though the commissioner has mentioned that he might like to go up as high as eight uh i really do think six is the magic number there though yeah well i remember when i was growing up watching the little league world series i mean i i I was probably watching as a kid and i was 12 year old 12 years old in 1986. Mm-hmm. So that run from probably like 84 to 90 was when I was paying the most attention. I think Taiwan must have won the Little League World Series like five times in six Absolutely years. Absolutely did. Something like that. I, I actually collect uh, mm-hmm. newspaper clippings of uh, Team Taiwan in the Little League World Series specifically. I'm putting together like a collection of Taiwan in the Little League World Series stuff to send off to the uh, Taiwan Baseball Museum. Uh, Oh, that's yeah, awesome. yeah. I, I started seeing the stuff on eBay and I'm like, I'm just going to grab all that because if I've got it, then I know it's safe and then I can send it off to, to my friend who helps uh, curate the museum there. And That's cool. And yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the leadoff hitter that in uh, one season of, or one of the Little League World Series teams is now one of the coaches of the Fubon Guardians. Like... There's such a, like the guys that you see on those teams, a, a lot of them did grow up to mm-hmm. just make baseball their thing and they just did it forever. And they, their stories are, oh, I just love it. I'm, one of these days I'm gonna write a book. <laughs> That's so cool. So let's get out of here. Yeah. Um, give me your um, three favorite players who have not played in MLB. Ooh, okay, so. I, I wanna hear about New guy. Uh, so not harder. affiliated baseball at all, or just not in MLB. Let's just say not MLB. Okay, not MLB. I this guy right here. His uh, his name is Yang Yaoshun. So he has one of the most interesting baseball stories I've ever heard, and is probably my favorite baseball player not named Kosuke Fukudome. Um, he's Taiwanese. Uh, his family has been a baseball family since like baseball started in Taiwan. And he is a left-handed pitcher who 
went to Japan and did really well, and then he like had some injury stuff and whatever. But uh, he he pitched in Japan, and then the Pirates picked him up, and he came over here and kind of flamed out on the Pirates. Went back to Taiwan and registered for the CPBL draft, and got like picked by the uh, I think it was the Ada Rhinos at the time. They're now the Fubon Guardians, and uh, okay. They were like, oh, man, your shoulder's fucked, dude. Like, we're not doing this. You can go away. Uh, and, like, got so upset that he couldn't play baseball anymore. He started over as an amateur, remade himself as into, into an outfielder, uh, and then came back and re-registered for the draft as an outfielder and got picked up by the Monkees. That's incredible. So he is 30, no, 40 years old now? 41 years old now, and uh, just got released from the Fubon Guardians. The, the Monkeys released him a couple years ago, and then he played for Fubon, and they got then they released him, and still 41 years old. He's like, now I'm still playing. I'm going back to Popcorn League. So he's playing <laughs> for Taichung City in Popcorn League this year. The guy just simply refuses not to play baseball. Like I don't care what level it hey. is. Don't care where you put me. I am playing ball. And I have nothing but respect for that. So he's one of my favorites. That's awesome. Yeah, keep playing until you can. Exactly. As long as somebody's giving me a uniform, I'm going to keep going. Uh, another one, uh, I will say uh, Mike Laurie. So Mike Laurie is fantastic. I love this guy. He, I think the highest he ever made it, I think he got like one or two games in AAA. Okay. And that was it. Like, he never made it to the show. He's mostly a double-A guy. And uh, he goes to Taiwan. He plays for the Monkees for a little bit. He plays for the Ida Rhinos and then the Fubon Guardians. He plays in Taiwan for so long that they invented a rule to make him count as a domestic player. He's like, you've been here for nine years. You're one of us now. <laughs> so it's now called the Mike Laurie rule. Uh, if anybody else That's ever awesome. stays for nine years or longer, they get to be an international player as well. And then they won't count against their team's cap for international uh, players. So in the CPBL, you can only okay. have three uh, international or three foreign players on your active roster at a time. And four okay. in your, or four in uh, like your whole roster. Uh, they don't really have uh, an option system in the CPBL. You have your major league team, your minor league team, and it's just really fluid. You can, like, if you need a break, you can get sent down to the minors for 10 days. Okay. So, so yeah, you can have That's four cool. foreign guys total, but only three can be on your major league squad. Uh, so with that Mike Laurie rule, you can get around that. Okay. You can get a guy that stays out there for nine yeah, years. Yeah, if you can get a guy that stays there for nine years. I thought I thought Mitch Lively might do it, but the uh, the brother sent him away, and he's playing in Mexico now. Okay. Um, let me see. Oh, you wanted a third person. Uh, let's go with... I mean, it's hard not to go with Roki Sasaki right now. Like, everybody knows that he's just a firecracker on like the rise that? right now. Uh, he's going to be a delight to watch. The kid went 57 innings without allowing a base runner. Just, I, just insanity. I don't know. Yeah. Well, great. Well, thanks for joining us today. It was 
an absolute pleasure and a blast. Thank you for having me. Where can people find you? You can find me uh, on Twitter mostly. I'm at infieldflygirl, no I and girl. And uh, Instagram, if you like that. I'm just getting started on the clock app. Uh, I'm not very good at it yet, but if you want to come watch me struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, find me at T-Mobile Park or in the Friar. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on. And hopefully we'll bring you back one of these I'll days. I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening today. Check the show notes for more info about how to access various international baseball leagues as well as the World Baseball Classic. If you liked what you heard, or maybe especially if you didn't, please drop a rating and a review wherever it is you get your podcasts. Or tell a friend about the show. Just a few seconds helps get me great feedback and helps other Cub fans find the show. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube, all at CubsPSPlus. This is Mike Waller, host of the Cubs PS Plus podcast. Every day with Cubs baseball or talking about Cubs baseball is a great day. Go Cubs!